open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host of Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Welcome back. We have a very giving interview today. Connie Glippy, CEO of BitGive. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So can you give us a little bit of a description about BitGive? Sure. So BitGive is um, a nonprofit foundation, a philanthropic organization for the Bitcoin community. It's Bitcoin-based, and it's a 501c3 uh, tax-exempt organization in the U.S., and essentially what we are is the charitable or philanthropic platform for the community to give back built on Bitcoin. So right now what we're doing is working with NGOs and running campaigns and bringing them into the Bitcoin community and really ushering them into the whole space. And the long-term goal is an endowment that's based on Bitcoin that we can support charities um, similar to like a traditional foundation. So 501c3, that means uh, donors get charitable contributions, right? And uh, how that works, if there's a capital gain, you get to deduct the fair market value of the item, but you don't have to pay the capital gain tax, right? Right. If I'm understanding you correctly, yes. So you you calculate the gains as a capital gain from when you originally obtained the coin to when you may have to sell it or spend it. That gain at the end of the tax year is something that you have to pay taxes on. If there's a recognition even. Right. You have to be honest. Is that what you mean? No. Under tax law, there's unrealized capital gains and there's oh, realized capital gains. Right. Yes. So yes. if you have an unrealized capital gain, you don't have any tax liability due. But if you have a realized capital gain, then you have tax liability due. Right. But you can have charitable deductions. Right. And, that offset and, that. And this is a way to offset some of the, uh, you know, take a deduction for charitable contribution. Absolutely. But what I'm getting at is, like, let's say you bought your Bitcoins at a dollar and then they rose and their fair market value is $500 and you contribute them to BitGive, mm-hmm. then that $500 unrealized capital gain, neither BitGive nor you have to pay tax on that. Correct. And that's part of the tax law to encourage charitable giving. Right, exactly. Uh, churches take advantage of this, the American Red Cross. like that, That's why people get the 501c3 status exactly. with the IRS. Yes. Because it's a way for the tax code to encourage charitable giving. So, so it benefits both parties. And BitGive <laughs> has this IRS status. Yes. Which is pretty exciting because then you can begin to use BitGive to make charitable contributions and have that go into your overall tax plan. Absolutely. Yes. And what's really great is, and you touched on this, but on the BitGive side, we don't have to pay taxes on it either. And so we have all that much more to do with the good work with and to grow our endowment as it continues to rise when it comes in our possession, right? Yeah. 
I have friends and they're like, oh, you know, help me get some Bitcoins. We'll set aside time next week. And I'm like, no, just like download Bread Wallet and they download it and I send them $5 worth of Bitcoins as a gift. And I want them to not only receive Bitcoin, I want them to have the experience of sending some Bitcoin. Right. So like we actually brought up uh, the Kenyan Water Project. Yes. And I was like, okay, I sent you the Bitcoin. So you need to send the Kenyan Water Project some Bitcoin so that you get experience sending Bitcoins. And so they scan the QR code and send it and bam, their first experience with Bitcoin is making a charitable donation that's actually going to build a well in Kenya uh, that helps people get clean drinking water. Yes, that's awesome. (laughs) And the speed at which that transaction can happen, uh, someone going from having read about Bitcoin, being curious about it, to having actually sent money (laughs) to make a difference in the life of of people in this village in Kenya is, you know, three to four minutes. Yes. I think I think this is really exciting. Like, what other types of projects do we have going on over there at BitGive? Oh. And what types of projects do you want to move into? Yes, that's a great question. And and I agree. That's one of the things I often say is that it's the best case use of Bitcoin to a newbie, right? Bringing it to mainstream and bridging to your friend or your family member how to make it relevant because you can also choose something that they're interested in. Mm. So it's relevant to them instead of it just being some crazy technology you're saying let's support something you're interested in with this crazy technology right so it's a really great way i think to bridge to mainstream um but to to answer your question about other projects so we did finish the water project campaign and we raised over eleven thousand dollars for them for the well it's under construction now which is really exciting and now we just launched our next campaign which is with medic mobile and they're a new up-and-coming ngo they're based out of san francisco and they're very tech focused And what they're doing is supporting health workers in in the developing world. Uh, They're in 21 different countries, and they have over 8,000 health workers. And the health worker is a volunteer in their community that's responsible for usually about 50 different people's health care. The traditional way of approaching that has been that they visit each person, they collect any health information issues that they need addressed, they accumulate all the information, and they walk however many miles and however many days it takes them to get to the closest doctor. They get all of the health instructions from that doctor for all 50 of these people. And then they walk however many miles and however many days back to deliver this information. And you can imagine what might happen in that time frame. It to, gets rained on. Yeah. It's eaten by a hyena. <laughs> exactly. Mean, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, these poor people who are sick and waiting for this care maybe not even alive anymore when this guy gets back or he may not make it back right i mean there's so yeah, many it's things very dangerous happen. over in africa i had some uh some family friends that actually got attacked i think they were in uh, nairobi or somewhere but yeah wow. i mean yeah got hijacked basically the the, mm. the vehicle they were on so i mean you just don't know what's going you never on know. they were over there charitable uh mission actually so you just never know what's going to happen you in some of these places. We can't even comprehend when, you know, in the U.S. and we have everything at our fingertips and, you know. But what Medic Mobile does to help with this is they provide the healthcare workers with cell phones so they can keep all the information and collect the data somewhere that, you know, could be stored properly and also analyzed over time for improvements. But they can also not have to walk <laughs> days and hours and miles to collect information from the doctors so they have a much more immediate feedback loop with the doctors. And, of course, the healthcare is improving, people's lives are being saved. Mm. And because of the data collection, they're able to improve upon things and see where there's issues and start working on different things. So it's a pretty amazing organization. So that's our current campaign. 
We also um, launched one here today at the Latin American Bitcoin Conference just for the conference here, but it's for Techo, which is a Latin American organization that works to build homes for people who don't have homes or they may be, you know, oftentimes living in dirt, in a, which is living then, in the favela in the favelas. or the shanty town. Yeah, yeah, it's like they don't have a roof over their head. They're living in dirt that's mud when it rains. I mean, it's really horrible conditions. And these homes are prefab, um, already, you know, come in pieces, essentially. And volunteers help and actually build the homes with the family who will live in it. So it's a very powerful experience for everybody involved. And, of course, there's the outcome of a, a home for this family to live in. So that's another one that we have going right now. And um, we're looking at a few others. We're talking to some really large organizations that we're trying to. Part of what I do is a lot of outreach and education to NGOs about Bitcoin. And we're trying to bring them into the community. As you can imagine, it's a process and takes some time sometimes. So, hey, free money. You know, yeah. <laughs> they should be willing to take it from anywhere it comes. Yeah, yeah you would think it would be that easy, but... So we're, we're working on a few of those. Um, and, of course, I, I have a lot of nonprofits coming to me all the time to, you know, looking for support financially or how do we get into Bitcoin or questions about Bitcoin. And I do the best I can to service a lot of the NGOs, but it's very challenging because it's just me. So oftentimes, you know, I'm not able to do what I would like to, and we don't have a lot of resources that can easily be distributed to support them in a more like efficient way until we can develop those resources. So yeah, getting kind of yeah. information technologies solutions built out. You know, we've got all these places throughout the world, Africa and South America, India, Bangladesh, Philippines, like the massive typhoon hits the Philippines every other week, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we can really do a lot to help people on the ground yes. with Bitcoin. I mean, it can, because it transfers instantaneously, it's like, it's literally like cash. I mean, <laughs> when, when you have, when you have the credit card networks go down from one of these natural yeah. disasters, if you're totally reliant on that type of system, then it can pose a big threat and problem. You might want to give money, but you can't actually get it there. Right. You know, which yeah. is a big problem. Yes, uh, absolutely. My friend Eli, when the hurricane happened in Haiti, he actually chartered a private jet and put a bunch of doctors and nurses on it, and they flew to Haiti. Wow. Like, he paid for it all himself out of pocket. That's awesome. And he put a status update on his Facebook. And, it, you know, I, I always kind of think of it. It's always kind of chilling. He's like, working triage in Haiti, deciding who lives and who dies. Yeah. Because there just aren't enough people to help everybody in need, you know? And, yeah. like, this person's got a broken leg, this person's internally bleeding, and this person's doing that. And, and you have to choose which one yeah. you're going to help. In a lot of cases, if you don't have the resources, get there in time. Yep. Those minutes, those hours can make all the difference Absolutely. in a lot of cases. And Bitcoin yeah. can really be that glue that helps people help faster help when the help is actually needed absolutely and not just wait until everything kind of has cleared up right yeah absolutely and that's where i'm aiming with this too it's more of a long term I'm, I'm learning because that's sort of the vision that i see with you know leveraging the the technology right but the infrastructure isn't in place so we've found that even though that's what we want to do um right now there's not really a way to 
get the money to them and know that it's going to a trusted source, right? You could send it to an individual, but you don't know who they are or what they're going to do with it. Um, and the infrastructure isn't in place for them. The liquidity on the receiving side is not there. So that's where we would like to go with BitGive in the long term and really leverage the technology. But right now, it's not really possible. So, but we, we were talking a lot with like 37 coins, and I'm really paying a lot of attention to like the SMS technology, the remittances, all of that stuff, because that's really where you can leverage the technology, I think. So. Yeah, and especially technology that can function even in these disaster type situations. Right, you exactly. Know, that, that's just critical uh, to have things like that be able to still function. Yes. It, it makes all the difference. Uh, I mean, I've, I've gone and helped clean up hurricanes and uh, lots of other types of, of situations. And it's so annoying because you know it needs to be done. You know <laughs> it can be done. And yet you just can't get you it done. You just can't get the resources there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, as long as they have an internet connection, which, you know, theoretically... Pretty soon it'll be coming via blimps and and balloons and things (laughs) from, like, Facebook and Google. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's all you need. Yeah, and now you're able to, like, communicate and be transferring value and, like, getting things done. And, uh, you know, really down the future, we might even be having, like, drones that are able to fly out and deliver bottles of water or, Mm -hmm. or all types of stuff like that. Or food. I mean, we just we just don't know. Right. You know, the relief pod could you know be some type of a pod on the back of a truck and it shows up and opens up and all these drones fly out with water and like go find people to give them to whoa well i mean that's cool like bitcoin used to be science fiction yeah like like these types of things will be coming and in fact we we might even be able to be using blockchain technology where that's a a business Mm -hmm. where people are paying insurance premiums and like then the drones will know who to deliver the water to i mean there's all types of applications of this bitcoin and blockchain technology that people just don't currently uh understand or even envision right and you know it'd be really cool you know if we had that type of infrastructure built because then people could just make a donation and bam like you know that Mm -hmm. 10,000 volt water bottles are going to get yeah distributed in this particular area it's like an airdrop almost it's like yeah done yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. it would be really really cool yeah it's be really nice so what are you most optimistic about in this space like in in the bitcoin industry bitcoin space uh particularly charitable giving like what are you most optimistic about that's a good question i don't think anyone's asked, asked me that before other than completely agreeing with you and your previous statements, the whole concept of BitGive was built on the fact that I really see the technology being like the next dot-com boom, the next internet, or bigger. Um, yeah, I mean, how many lives you know, have been saved because of cell phones? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it's probably exactly. hundreds of millions of lives have been saved because of cell phones. Yes, yes. And and if we can actually capture that just that one aspect of it with Bitcoin, you know, all these feature phones that are all over the developing world, if we can integrate Bitcoin, that's why I'm so interested in the SMS technology. There you go. I mean, and that's just one aspect of it, right? I mean, I think that the, right now what we're focusing on is the charitable giving because it's something we can actually do now and we don't have to wait for everything to catch up to what, you know, that the longer term visions are. But there's so much more that we can do once we're able to, right? So it's simple right now. It's about bringing NGOs into the space, explaining to them the benefits of Bitcoin, getting them you know, excited about it, raising funds for them and supporting their work. 
but really in the long term it's about leveraging the technology right and we just have to get everything in place to be able to do that so that's what I'm most excited about and I'm trying to find ways to even bridge between the two where for example we're trying to work on a partnership with say a 37 coins or maybe multiple organizations like that that are working in SMS technology and then helping to set up the rest of the ecosystem on the ground to partner with an NGO so that we obviously stay within our you know means of working with nonprofits but that serves as the intermediary right so since we can't right now get directly to the individuals because they're not aware of bitcoin or onboarded or wanting to use bitcoin or any of those things aren't in place yet and liquidity isn't there we can work through a local ngo that we learn to know and trust to then reach the community and they're also then embedded in the community and they're influencers and leaders within the community instead of us coming in you know trying to explain this technology and you know flying from the US with you know this crazy thing to talk to them about it's probably not going to be all that successful if you approach it that way so trying to find ways to bridge between what we're able to do right now and we are doing campaigns and such and this long-term vision of almost like a give directly where they do provide that intermediary role and they they have the sort of proof of poverty if you will or whatever you want to call it but they're the ones taking the responsibility of these are the individuals that we know need assistance and we will we will provide the funding to them we know them and we trust them and we are helping them kind of thing you know yeah there are two charities that kind of come to mind that I'm familiar with uh, one of them uh, helps provide loans to women in India Nice. And they've found that in some of these villages where there are extremely high levels of spouse abuse mm-hmm. and abuse of the females, a lot of it was driven by the economics. And they found that as these loans were made to the women, the women then had capital and were able to build businesses and yes. started making money. And then they they had their retained earnings. And then because they had been successful and paid back their loans, they then became the people that decided who got the additional loans. And so because the economics of these villages have been changed, the entire culture yes. of the village has now been changed. And the, the incidents <laughs> of like spouse abuse and domestic violence are down tremendously. And so I think there's mm-hmm. a lot to you know teaching a man to fish or a woman to fish as opposed to just um, giving them a fish. Absolutely. Another charity that I'm uh, involved with is called Educate. And Educate is uh, based out of Uganda, and they teach entrepreneurship skills in the public schools. And over 10,000 students have gone through their program. Average salaries before of people who graduate but have not gone through the program is, I think, $47 a month. And those who have gone through the program is $77 a month. Wow. So they yeah. get taught these entrepreneurship skills through this charitable organization that then provides them a foundation on which to build a much higher earning income life with. Absolutely. And my buddy Kevin, who's invested in uh, both Armory and Kraken, he was telling me about this other uh, charity in Africa where all it is is you just send money, no strings attached, directly to individuals. And they found that the mm-hmm. villages where the where these direct peer-to-peer charitable donations are given are having the best economic success, largely because mm-hmm. the, the people are able to be much more entrepreneurial and they have a little bit of capital to jumpstart right. their entrepreneurial activity. Yes. And so I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool to mix something like that with Educate, where we've already 
like vetted the best of the students and then you know make these direct uh, gifts to them so mm -hmm. that they can really get their like their business or their deal off and running and started so right. I, so I've talked yes. to the the CEO over there at educate and we're we're actually in the process of identifying the top five to ten uh, entrepreneurs and then we're gonna figure out how to how to fund them and it's going to be done through a Bitcoin type uh, method because we want these entrepreneurs to build out Bitcoin technology and infrastructure okay. in Uganda and in Africa right and yeah. so as That's awesome. you know, as we have the commercial projects going on where people are working for profit, they help build out some of the infrastructure that can then be taken advantage of and used exactly. in the disaster or charitable type situations. Yes. So it really all kind of works hand in glove. We yes, have, we, we really need both things happening at the same time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in this absolutely. space, absolutely. Yeah, and that's. I think you might have been referring to Give Directly, which is the, the organization yeah, that Give Directly. funding goes right to the people. Uh -huh. But they provide that that intermediary role where they're making sure that they identify those people, you know. Yeah, so it's not going yeah. to, like, the local Somali warlord or something, like most foreign right. aid does. Yeah, and I know, like, when the Philippines relief effort, we, we had a, a campaign for Save the Children. There were other people who were raising funds and giving them to their friends in the Philippines right, to help on the ground. But you can do that when it's your friend and you know and you trust right. and you're willing to put that out to your network and say, hey, my I trust my friend. I want you all to donate to this person. But that doesn't work on a larger scale where you have a nonprofit that has to follow, you know. Yeah, I mean, we got rules you know. that we can't just be, like, <laughs> blindly giving money out of the IRS. It'd be all over that. Right, exactly. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the, the Bitcoin documentary with James D'Angelo, okay. uh, my buddy who's got the... Uh, World Bitcoin Network, a very popular YouTube channel. Oh, yes. And I think I was remember just that on that you got like he had the yeah. kid in Uganda who's like the brother yes, of his, I saw that video. like his sis, like his friend, and yes, he yes. he he it sent was him his sister-in-law yeah his sister-in-law's brother, brother or something. something. Yeah. And he he sent him thirty dollars worth of bitcoins, and he said, you know what, change those into Ugandan shillings, and I'll send I'll you send more. I'll send you more. Yes. What a great yeah. way to mix the charity with building out the exchange market. Exactly. Right? And yes. building those connections and getting people to actually, like, uh, learn how to use the technology, exactly. build a little bit of market, all of that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, I'm very excited about all this. I think all of it works very much hand-in-glove with uh, e each other. And at the end of the day, we're, we're working on building the standard of living of humanity, right? And it's about sustainability, like sustainability. you were saying earlier about you know teaching a man to fish, and you know not just giving them food, but teaching them how to take care of themselves going forward. And yeah, yeah, that's where we get yeah. the real sustainability, where we build the real human capital. And we don't know; it might be some kid in in Africa right now, or in Bangladesh, who comes up with the next idea that saves your life. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Yeah, like, exactly. He might. He might develop yeah. into some type of doctor that comes up with a you know new surgical technique or whatever Absolutely. i mean i mean we just Absolutely. don't know we don't yeah. we don't know who it is we don't know if it's the the person that's like three cars in front of us at the stoplight who's right. going to come up with a lot of these innovations that that help us so right uh, yeah. all this is is really good and helpful so as we close up the interview like where can we find you are there any particular things you'd like to mention Sure, sure. Well, I mean, I think where to find us is easy. It's on, we have a website at bitgivefoundation.org. We're also on Twitter, bitgiveorg, on Facebook. Um, we've, we sort of 
dabble in the forums from now and there when we have some announcements to make. Um, probably the, the, the closing thoughts I would want to share is, you know, circling back to probably one of the first things we talked about, which is the, the tax-deductible donations. That's something that's really powerful, I think, that we can offer in the Bitcoin space. Um, and we right now are doing a founding donors campaign. So we're really looking for um, donors to get the organization off the ground and it can be essentially recognized as such in perpetuity, which we think is a really exciting opportunity since, you know, as we all think, you know, Bitcoin's going to go to the moon, right? So being a founding donor of Big Foundation um, could be a very powerful, powerful thing. So, Well, great. Thanks for being on the podcast with us. Uh, Connie Glippy, CEO of BitGive. Yes, thank you so much. Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin Guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share Bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise, spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate.